Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Welcome back, high school sports fans, to South Coast End Zone, the podcast. I'm Standard Times Digital Editor, and I'm here again with Lori Lowe, Sports Editor of the Standard Times and South Coast Varsity. How you doing, Lori? I'm doing great. Week we- 7. Week 7. Here we go. We uh, have a pretty full slate here. One team on a bye, Fairhaven. Uh, yep. Actually, their second bye of the of season. The season. Uh, but everyone else is playing, although this week it's a little more Friday loaded than we've had in recent weeks. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a, f- uh, what is it, five of our seven games are on Friday. Uh, but and three night games. Three which night I, games. I think we've only had a couple of night games all season up yeah, to this point. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I mean, I guess they'll still stay that way. Um, I, you know, one game is at Nauset at 6, another's at uh, Case at 6.30, and then Cohasset at 7. I was so, told by Dennis Golden, Cohasset's definitely not changing. Okay. So that one it should be a night game yeah. for sure. Yeah, and we know earlier and this season with Case. has been refusing to change. So. Well, although they did with uh, Aponiquit. They moved it to... Was it, uh, did they move to Ford? Or was it Seekonk that moved it? No. No, I it was Case? Okay. I, I thought it was Case. Maybe right. it was Seekonk. I don't know. I just remember the whole controversy with Diamond, of course. Yeah, yeah. earlier this season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so... Yeah, so Nauset, I don't I have no idea. But they're way out on the Cape, so I don't even know if they're dealing with it that far out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, but... Uh, last week, As of now, like right, it's 4.15 four, four on uh, Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. and this is where all the uh, games are slated at, because we've had a few schedule changes over the last few weeks, but yeah. you know, we got to record this at some point. Yep, and uh, you know, last week, most of the games got moved to Saturday. We only had two games on Friday, because mm-hmm. there, there was some bad weather, so uh, this week, it'll be a little bit more, uh, hopefully on Friday, so Brendan won't have to do all of the work like he did last week. Pro- big props Heavy to Saturday, Brendan. yeah. Brendan yeah. Uh, definitely uh, carried the sports department this past Saturday. Uh, so, I appreciate uh, that. You did it while job. I was on vacation earlier this year so just paying back the favor there so for all the loyal readers out there in uh, South Coast Varsity Nation. Uh, so let's start with the earliest game on Friday a uh, 3.30 game. This is also one of the most important games of the week. If not the we didn't call it the game of the week but it might actually be the most important game yes, of the week. It, I think it's the most important game um, just because uh, it's going to dictate the uh, South Coast Conference Large Championship. And that's uh, a Poniquit at it, Somerset yeah, Berkeley. Poniquit at Somerset Berkeley 3.30 p.m. Um, Last week, Old Rochester ended up beating Somerset Berkeley, shut him out, um, and then Aponiquit ended up losing uh, to Dighton Rehoboth, which you know Dighton Rehoboth surprised was winless, us. Which you know Dighton Rehoboth, everybody kept saying you know they they were solid. I saw them against Old <laughs> Rochester, but I still didn't think they were going to beat Aponiquit. Yeah, you know, uh, it just sounded like uh, from reading um, Brennan's little write up from talking to Zane Fife, it sounded like you know they just completely got outplayed, you know, outcoached, outdid. I think was his quote, something yep. like that, and just kind of beaten off um, the facets of the game. Uh, it sounded like their touchdown kind of came in garbage, in garbage time. time. Yeah, it was a couple of names I didn't really recognize yeah, that much, uh, including a backup Jack, quarterback. Uh, Manon, <laughs> he got them on the board. Uh, 
uh, he threw a touchdown pass. So to like a know, Saltzman or something, wasn't it? Or, yeah, to yeah. Quinn Saltzman. Yeah, late yeah. in the game. So shout out to those two guys probably getting their first varsity. Which I had to make sure I didn't write uh, Salt Marsh. I'm sure <laughs> yes. you remember the receivers uh, was it yes. Patrick? I think for a couple um, of years ago. So with with everything that happened last week, this is the situation as far as we know know it. Old Rochester has definitely secured at least a share of the conference title because they're not they don't do anything with tiebreakers. Like they don't do yep. like there's no and there's no conference championship game this year. Yeah, either. there's no conference championship game this year. There's no flipping the coin. There's none of that baloney. So so ORR has definitely got a share. Um, now the big thing is you know uh, Somerset Berkeley if they were to beat a Poniquit. Then I think summer. Then that would make. Then it they so, would be the share with Orod. It's whoever yeah, wins this yeah. game shares with Orod Chester. Yeah, 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 they share it. So, and if Poniquit wins, then they share it with them. So, which you know, I mean, this is a big game, especially where Somerset Berkeley. It's I mean, the de facto South Coast Conference large championship yes, game. Yeah, you know, Old Rochester already has a share, and whoever wins this one joins them. And yep. gets to claim it. Yep. And, uh, I mean, neither team sounded like they played that well last week. You know, Somerset Berkeley against Old Rochester was held to just 21 yards of offense, shut out in that game. And this is a, a team that's been averaging 29 points per game in their first four games. So, mm. you know. And this is an Old Rochester defense that gave up four touchdowns and 250 passing yards to DR the week before. Yeah. So, they they clamped down big time. Uh, I don't know if it was that field at Mass Maritime, you know, or, or I what. mean, it could have been a good you know. matchup, too. I mean, yeah. Somerset Berkeley. He likes to run a lot, yeah. And Old Rochester's wing. weakness yeah. is a little more of its secondary, so it may have kind of just played into Old Rochester's strength. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so you know, with them being shut out last week, uh, still Ethan uh, Robadu, he still leads them uh, with six touchdowns on the season, uh, including five on the ground. Uh, so that'll be kind of the guy that Aponiquit's going to have to key on. But you know, it sounded like Aponiquit just going back to the drawing board, back to the mm. basics, back to. Oh, we should note Aponiquit. Their weakness also is their secondary. Yes, their defense is, is similar to Old Rochester in some ways, and they're a lot stouter against the run than the pass. Uh, so this may be a better matchup for them than yeah. DR is, even if overall Somerset Berkeley might be a better team than DR. If you actually play the matchups, this one might play a little bit more into the Lakers' hands, but. There's a reason why they go out and they kick the ball off and play it, right? Yep. So that game is uh, Friday, uh, nice and early at 3.30 p.m. Yeah. at Somerset Berkeley. Uh, Poniquit's going to... And I think you'll be there, right? Yep, I will be there. So uh, Checking out the hot chocolate? Uh, I don't know. We'll see how bad it was. I know you know how cold it was. I, I got some this last yeah, week yeah. at Fairhaven because it was cold. You broke, yeah, you, you, uh, <laughs> you broke out the hot chocolate for the first time this season, yep, was it? Yeah, although by the time I got it back to the press box, it was warm chocolate. It was. It was. I didn't have it myself, but reports were at Dartmouth High last week. It was piping hot. Yes, that's. I to think the so. point was, that you had to maybe bring you it. you told me, yeah. I told you that, but the, like, the couple of the guys in the box brought some back, and uh, it was about the middle of the third quarter before they could drink much of it. Yeah. Well, hey, you'd rather have it a little bit too hot than than almost like warm or cold you my know? dad is very picky on his soup temperature my dad will send soup back if it's not <laughs> piping hot you gotta you gotta be bringing that soup out i don't know what hot soup temperature 130 degree 100 i don't know what it would be but <laughs> bring my dad's soup out hot bring Lori's hot chocolate out hot those are the lessons from this podcast <laughs> yes uh next game is uh we were just talking about one of these teams dighton rehoboth uh greater new bedford Vogue tech uh visits dr uh four o'clock on friday uh, this will this will be an interesting game. I mean, Dr is riding that momentum from last week, beating mm-hmm. Aponiquit. Voketech had a bye, yep. you know, which I think they needed at that point. They had and lost they had lost three in a row, three in a row. Um, you know, and, and this will be a tough task at Dr. At Dr. Um, not you know, to bring on up, the grass field off of their turf. Yeah, not to bring up history, but they haven't beat. 
uh, DR in uh, the last 24 attempts. That blew my mind when I re- when Buddy but had that, that in his column, and I was just like, oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, a that's long... generations of people. Yes, that have not beaten DR. So, hey, maybe they can come out and, and change that, you know? Um, but, but the offense going into the bye had only scored 20 points in their last two games going into it. So, this Vogue Tech's yeah, offense. Vogue Tech, yeah, yeah. So they DR's offense have been slow to start the season and seems to be getting going here. Yeah, John, uh, John Marcel, um, the quarterback for them. Uh, I mean, he had uh, two first half touchdown passes um, against the Lakers last week. He also rushed for a touchdown. Um, so they really kind of got things going in the last two games. Uh, John Marcel has thrown five touchdown passes and rushed for another score um, as they've scored 27 points and 28 points in back to back weeks. After Which I think it's more than they'd scored in the first four games. 17 yeah. in the first uh, three weeks or of three the season. Games, yeah. Right, yeah, first three games of the season. So, and that was combined. Yeah. So they've really been able to find kind of their groove and what, what's working well and it's the passing game. Yeah. You know, and they find they have a that. lot of different receivers. It's not one guy that you can lock down. They throw to which, a bunch of different which guys. Which it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, Voketech has the athletes. They have the kids in the secondary that, you know, that can kind of ma- hopefully match up with some of the guys that the, the, some of the receivers. In theory, you should be able to play man with the type of guys that Voketech has. But, yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, I know they're coming off that bye. So, you know, we haven't seen, you know, seen them in a couple weeks now. And, you know, it's a d- tough, tough matchup against DR, especially where they're riding that momentum, you know, and everything sounds like it's starting to click for them. Um, so that game is uh, Voke Tech at Dighton Rehoboth, and that is 4 p.m. on Friday. All right, so at 6 o'clock, uh, a game that uh, doesn't have a whole lot of repercussions, uh, but will, you know, be a nice, uh, you know, another test, test for old Rochester here, going to play Nosset uh, way down on the Cape yep. uh, at 6 o'clock on Friday. The Bulldogs obviously riding high off yes. of their win over Somerset Berkeley, which I think was uh, more commanding than we expected. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, we, we, both, even, I think we, we both picked them to win. Yeah, yeah but not, not by not the margin. No, no. Yeah. and not to shut out Somerset Berkeley. Yeah. I mean, the defense, the way the defense played in that game is just unbelievable. To be able to, you know, after they were averaging, what did I say, about 20, 27, 28 points per game, uh, Somerset Old Rochester held him out of the end zone. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, that's crazy. And like um, you said, 21 yards. Yes, like, total. 20, total, yeah. Of offense. I mean, like, they're not including punt and kick returns, but yeah. of passing and rushing. Yes, yeah. It was yards, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you know, and, and, you know, they put 27 points on the board. Um, you know, they're averaging about 24 and almost 25 points per game uh, this year. It seems like they've just kind of, they're starting to really find their groove, uh, the Bulldogs, because it was kind of like coming out. You know, they had, they graduated all those kids from last year's team. They had a new coach trying to find their identity. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, you know, like Dylan DeWolf is coming up huge on defense. I think, what, he had 14 or 15 tackles in that, in that wow, game. Yeah, well, he had a huge game defensively. He's are starting to carry the ball a little bit more on offense. Um, you know, and they're just, uh, you know, they have some some leaders, some senior leaders out there. Um, you know, Ryan Thomas on, you know, at quarterback, I think is finally, you know, settling in. Because um, sometimes when you're a first-year quarterback, it kind of – you need a few weeks to figure out – you know, yep. what, what, what it's like to, you know, what the team is going to be like, what you need to do, you know, who you need to get the ball to. Um, but they, you know, they had a, uh, you know, great win last week. Um, another big and Jackson Cody game. Yep. Yeah. Another hundred plus yards. You know, I mean, he's just and a solid. couple of touchdowns this time he's too. Just, yeah. He's just solid for them. You know, like it's just every week it seems like he's, you know, turning out the yards. I know he hasn't scored it's like, a lot. It's nice to see him to get in the end zone too. Yes. Cause yeah, he seems to be, rewarded you and see then they in the NFL Cam, sometimes. Cam exactly. Yeah. Cody brings it all the way down to the five and then Cam gets uh, the yeah. glory of the end zone. So he gets but. a little bit of rewards there. Um, but they've won three straight games, you know, after that loss to a Poniquit. And like we were saying earlier, that little fire under him. I, I, I think they slept a little bit on the Lakers. Yep. And uh, that kind of woke him up a little bit. Yeah. I 
I, I after the um, the game against Vogue Tech, I was talking to Coach um, uh, Bryce Gilbo, and we were talking about like you know what what do you you know you lose to a Pontiac, you know what do you do, and it and, you know that basically a lot of times if you lose one conference game that's that's your championship hopes are gone mm -hmm. but they stuck with it they stayed focused they just kept thinking about the next game control kind of controlling what they could control and you know dr beats a Poniquit, and here they are they've got to share the title you know what i mean it's kind like, of the opposite direction it seems like a has gone it seemed like a Poniquit almost got a little ahead of itself we noticed it first kind of in that vote game where they won but kind of didn't win the way they should have won yeah, they in that game. And then, uh, and then coming up the next week uh, you know, with the loss, they knocked them out of the unbeaten. It was kind of like you know, they got all up for that old Rochester game. Yeah. They got that. They're like, oh, man, we got this win. We should be good to go. We just got to win out, and it's not that easy. No, no, you got to go and play. Um, and this will be a really good test um, for old Rochester. Nossett, uh, they had to come into the season, and they won their first four games of the season um, before losing this past week to Barnstable, 38-14. to 14. Uh, So they're 4-1 on the year. Um, in their first four games, uh, Nossett had outscored the uh, competition a combined 140 to 26. Um, so they've only given up, uh, what is it, about uh, 64 points in oh. the five games combined, and 38 of those came in last, that last yeah, week last against week. a Division Two team, I think I it think is, Barstable. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Barstable's, you know, they, they yeah, were, yeah, had yeah, a tough Barstable's game against New Bedford. Bedford. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. You know, top-level um, team. Miles Perry is there as their big guy. Um, he has scored seven touchdowns this year, while uh, another player, Bobby Joy, has found the end zone uh, six times. Uh, he's the quarterback. He's also thrown um, three touchdown passes as well. So it sounds like, you know, they're mostly a running team, but they can they can score a little bit through the air. Um, you know, and this this will and be this will be a playoff level team that they're going to be playing. Yeah, this will be this nice for them test. going into that into the into the tournament. You yeah, know, which this is, isn't a go get pick no. up a win in the out of conference. No, this is no. a this is go a see game. how good we are. Yeah, type of game, a measuring stick because they don't have to worry about the conference anymore. They've mm -hmm. got, they've got that taken care of. Yep. So that game is uh, Old Rochester at Nauset Friday at six p.m. All right. Meanwhile, uh, South Coast Conference game, uh, Wareham going to play at K undefeated Case. Yes, undefeated at six thirty. Uh, Case is. Pretty much wrapped up the SEC small, not yeah. technically, but yeah, they're three and zero on the C, uh, in the SEC small, while Seekonk is two and one, but they beat Seekonk last week. So if Case wins this, they win yes. the SEC yes. small. Yes, yeah. So basically, the the SEC two divisions are going to come down to the Opponent Somerset Berkeley game at three thirty. And the Wareham Case game at 6.30. So, if you're a huge SEC football fan, catch the doubleheader. Yeah, you can right see both de other. facto championship yeah, games. Somerset and Case yeah, are short little drive. Yeah. yeah. Pick something up to eat, you know, <laughs> in between the games. Or eat, a uh, lovely the afternoon. Concession stands. If the weather cooperates. Yeah, who knows about the weather. Um, but Case has won its first five games. Uh, they've scored 139 points uh, while only go giving up 34 in five games. That's ridiculous. Like, that's. Yeah, no. that's pretty good. They've been they've been dominant. Yeah, um, Danny Silva, the quarterback, has thrown um, five touchdown passes and he's rushed for another seven. So he's kind of been every week the, the guy. And I remember him from the yeah. SEC championship game last year when they gave Old Rochester a true run for their money, and uh, he was really good. Mm -hmm. He was really good. I was curious what he was going to do. Obviously, he lost a big weapon in uh, Chris Costo, yes. but obviously uh, they seem to have not skipped a beat. No, no. And and I think he's thrown to a bunch of different guys when he's had to go to the air. I don't have a lot of the guys' names in front of me, but it wasn't like it was just one kid that he was mm. always going to. It, it was multiple times in the box score that it was different people. Um, so he's kind of the focal point for Wareham to stop. But Wareham's coming off of a bye. 
which is good for a team with uh, numbers like they have. Yeah, so. Get everyone kind of healthy again, healed up a little bit, get rid of those nicks and yep. bumps and bruises. And, and they, had, they, had, they had taken a two-game losing streak into the bye, so a little bit of time to kind of regroup and everything. Um, but the big thing for them is Gilly um, uh, Jallo. He's uh, found the end zone nine times this year, um, and he only trails New Bedford's Nigel Palmer in scoring out of the whole area. So, yeah. um, you know, I saw him against Fairhaven, and – he was impressive. You know, I mean, the kid, when he can get in the open field, I mean, not too many kids can catch him. Um, they did do, Fairhaven did do a good job kind of, um, kind of like uh, containing, not letting him get to the outside uh, yeah, as playing much. with leverage on the outside. Yeah, though, yeah. yeah. So they really kind of contained him in that game in the second half. Um, and yeah, I think he had two touchdowns in the first half. And then the second half, he, uh, you know, they shut him down a little bit. But, uh, you know, he's kind of the... The big man for them. Yeah, um, as he goes. But yeah. this is going to be a very tough test no oh, matter how is, yeah. well Gilly plays. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, this is going to be tough. And, I mean, Case, you know, Case is undefeated, you know, going for another. Uh, I mean, I know there's no small large this year, like with the championship, but this, well, I guess, what would this be, their third um, small championship in a row? Because they won it last year, the small. Yep. Because they played in the championship round. I'm trying to and think if they. Two, no, two years ago, Wareham won it. Okay, yeah, two years ago. Isaac Nascimento's senior season. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It feel, they, the, the but years K, I mean, Case has kind of got, I mean, Coach Palladino kind of has that program in the, yes. they're good every year, yeah. they're in contention every year, which yep. for Case is a big leap. I mean, yeah. I've been covering football here for about six ago, years ago, yeah. and it was, you go to Case to get a win six years ago. Yeah, I think at one point, maybe when you first started here that they might have been in the independent schedule i think they did that for a couple seasons yeah maybe where they, where when they I, didn't uh compete in the south coast conference because they needed to kind of build up their yeah, program one of, i think maybe the second football game i ever covered here was voke at case and uh, and voke won easily i remember yeah so uh so that game is friday night uh or yeah it is friday yep, night 6 30 wareham at case at 6 30 uh p.m so we got one more friday night game uh bishop stang which is coming off of uh its first league win of the year is uh visiting cohasset uh, at seven o'clock uh i saw this game last year i don't know if cohasset's as good as they were last year but cohasset was an excellent football team last year one of the best teams I saw the entire year. Yeah, and uh, you know, not not having seen them, um, and just looking up stuff on them, it sounds like they're good again. Uh, they're four and one this season. Um, uh, they've won three straight games after a loss to Rockland, which Rockland's it's always tough. pretty tough. Yeah, uh, they're averaging twenty nine point two points per game and only giving up nine point eight points per game. Um, their uh, senior running back, Danny Nolan, he's kind of their, their focal point on offense. He's scored six touchdowns this year, including two uh, last week in a 27-8 uh, to eight win over Mashpee. So he's kind of the focal point of the, the offense. Um, you know, he, I think he's gotten in, in the end zone every single game this year. Um, you know, but, you know, it's, it, it's definitely going to be a, uh, a challenging week for, for staying. I know they, they're riding some momentum off that win over Coyle, um, but this is a, uh, you know, a really strong opponent, mm. you know. Um, It'll be a big test. But, you know, Stang's sitting pretty well, 3-2. Three 3-2, and two. Three and two, yep. Uh, they won with, two straight. They won two straight. They got a league win, and Fiend's down, so they got a lot of things to look forward to this season. Yeah. Um, but this one could be a, a tough uh, speed bump along yeah. the way here. And, I mean, I don't know how, how how they are looking into going into the tournament or not, but if, if they can still make the tournament, if they, if they lose this game, this might just be that, you know, kind of, 
not to say like experience builder, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is like, this is going to be like a playoff. Yeah, opponent. exactly. Yeah. This will test you against be a big the test. T- type of toughest team you'll face probably at least in the first few rounds. Yeah. And Stang looked pretty good last week against yeah, Coyle. Was it was, it was a close game. game early on. Uh, they struggled a little bit defensively, giving up big plays in the first half. And they kind of came out. Uh, they made some good adjustments. On defense, the outside linebackers started keying the quarterback a little bit more as opposed to the pitch guy, and they were able to kind of shut down uh, the coil running attack in the second half. And uh, also, they, they basically, they just made good adjustments was yes. what impressed me in the game. It kind of in the middle of the second quarter, the running game hadn't really gotten going. They'd, they'd been going to both uh, Figueroa and Hernandez-Mannon. I want to say they had 40-something rushing yards in the whole first half. And so in the middle of the second quarter, they were like, all right, we need to kind of almost Patriot-style use the passing game as a, the short passing game as a running game. Yep. And they started throwing a lot of screens out to the flats and, you know, just kind of with a couple of blockers out in front and trying to kind of get their running game going there. And uh, DiGiamo had a, had a nice week and ended up winning our uh, South Coast Varsity Football uh, Player of the Week award. Yeah. He had threw a, for, was it 93 yards, 92 yards? Yeah, yeah so he had a, uh, his third touchdown pass of the season and he ran for uh, two touchdowns in that game. So yep. he, had, he had a great all-around game. And then Frankie uh, hernandez Amanda, who, who is officially Frankie. Okay. I talked Frankie. to Dennis over this because, you know, so there's been Frank, Frankie, yeah, and he what, says we're officially going Frankie from here Frankie. on out. So um, he scored a touchdown, um, and he has a team high five touchdowns this year. So he's, you know, he's kind of the guy that that's been. Yep. Getting and he them. runs hard. And Figueroa yeah. ran hard too in the second half. Yeah. They seemed like they had a little extra push, you know, mm-hmm. kind of keeping the legs churning, getting a couple extra yards. Well, it's nice when they can make in-game adjustments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because some teams they 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 can't do that. Yep. You know, and and it it sounds like you know Coach Dennis Golden really has has them coached up where. You know, all right, we need to change this. You know, we need to go to this. You know, we need to change to that. And and uh, you know, th- you know, I, I I no doubt. You know, if they if they didn't make those changes, they probably wouldn't have won that game against Quail. You know, yeah, it's I mean, interesting because you know, Stang probably has less overall talent than they had last year. They're only one win shy of what they got last year. Yep. But uh, th- this team, it, it's just kind of a little bit, it's a little scrappier of a team yeah. this year. Last year had a lot of talent, and this year it's just kind of like getting some scrappy wins and making adjustments and doing the small things and just playing disciplined. And mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was, and, that was and, the first time I'd seen them. That, I was you know, impressed. Like last year, with having the talent that they had, it there might have been more eyes, more pressure. This year, mm-hmm. it's kind of we're just going well, out. Well, they got that 4-0 start, too. Yeah, you know. And then the schedule got really tough with teams like Cohasset. And, yeah. You know, that crazy playoff loss to Old Rochester and you know, yeah, so uh, but that game is uh, right now. It's slated for seven o'clock Friday night, which Brendan said uh, is going to stay. Corner Dennis Golden. They're not dealing with Triple E there, so it's going to stay. Okay, uh, and that game is Bishop staying at Cohasset. So if you want to really see one under the lights, if you don't want to go to uh, Case and possibly go. risk getting Triple E, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to Cohasset. Your safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that wraps up our Friday night, our Friday afternoon slash night schedule. Yes. Um, so Saturday we got a nice rivalry game kicking things off on Saturday. Yeah, our two. Still undefeated teams are, are playing on Saturday. Both not playing each on other. Saturday, yeah. Um, the big game is uh, Dartmouth at New Bedford. Uh, this is actually our game. We decided this is the game of the week, um, even though you know Dartmouth's one and four, New Bedford's five and zero. Oh. We're throwing the records out the window. The rivalry rules all. The, I'm throwing. I just literally threw them out the window here <laughs> on Elm Street. The records they're are out, out the there. If you want to find the records, they're <laughs> drifting around somewhere. Yeah, on they're route, on Route 18. Route 18 somewhere. in Elm Street. Um, you know, I mean. Every time these teams play each other, you know, there's been years where, you know, Dartmouth was going to play in a Super Bowl a few years ago or back-to-back years. New Bedford played them tough those years. I mean, it's one of those things that these kids get up for this game. Um, I'd say it's probably, you know, I mean, a Pontiac ORR rivalry is pretty big, you Mm -hmm. know, like for local teams. But, like, 
this one. And then Stang like Dartmouth is back Stang now, Stang too. Stang Dartmouth's back. But I feel like this Dartmouth... This is probably Bedford, number one. This is Red Sox-Yankees. Yeah, this is yeah. big time. I mean, I was at the Dartmouth game a few weeks ago. I forget who the heck they were playing. Maybe Durfee. And, like, there was a bunch of new Bedford kids sitting mm. in the stands. Like, they, they weren't playing till Saturday, and it was a Friday afternoon, and they were there at the game. You know, I mean, these kids know each other. They've played against each other, probably in Pop Warner growing mm. up, all that stuff. So this is a huge, huge game. Um, obviously, you know, New Bedford's... Got the edge, right? They're five and zero. Still got that they momentum are, going. They just they, keep they proving it. I mean, they they just you know it's the first time a team has started the season. A New Bedford team five and zero since ninety four. Um, Mark DeBrito was a junior. Junior, right? yeah, yeah, I think it was his junior year. Um, so that's we we don't want to age Mark DeBrito, but we're that, gonna date that, him a little <laughs> bit here. You could do the math at home there. Um, but that was a while ago. That was the the significant time ago. Um, but they just. Uh, They've gotten it done. About, it's about the same time that uh, Voktek beat Dighton Rehoboth, I believe. Just about, yeah, yeah. I think right around the same time. Um, but uh, this past week, um, impressive performance from Ethan Medeiros. Yeah. Um, you know, first-year quarterback, hadn't thrown a touchdown bass in the first four games, comes out at Fian and rips it for four touchdown mm-hmm. passes in that game. Uh, I mean, just really got him going. Um, Sound like Fian came out to shut down the run, to shut down Nigel. Yeah. I guess they did that pretty well in the first half. And they and responded. so Ethan responded by finding Abdul Vargas twice and Shahid Barrows. Finally, he had a couple of defensive touchdowns, but finally got uh, a couple of offensive touchdowns. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I, it seemed like they had been developing that passing game, you know, and they hadn't needed it. The first four weeks, they didn't didn't really need. They that. needed it for yardage, yeah. but they hadn't really needed it in the red zone a lot. Yeah, of times. and yeah. this time they needed it, and uh, Ethan Medeiros delivered. Um, just huge, huge performance. Um, uh, Nigel Palmer still. I mean, still scored another touchdown, and I think he had a decent amount of yardage in the second half. Yeah, I don't I don't have his totals in front of me, but he's got ten touchdowns on the season. He leads the the, the area uh, for scoring. Um, you know, and just uh, you know they're averaging thirty one points per game, and they're only giving up fifteen point eight. You know, that, everything's clicking in uh, Whalertville. Yeah, I mean, I coming into the year, I didn't, I didn't think they were going to be five and zero coming into the season. At no, this point. I, mean, I mean, you look at it last year. Look at their schedule. They lost. They, they're, they're a little bit like Stang. They have less talent overall mm-hmm. talent. Like if you went and kind of like lined everyone up for a schoolyard pickup game, you would probably pick more players off of last year's team early on yeah. than this year's team. Uh, you, you know, but they have the line. They have the experience on the line coming back, which is really nice. But they also kind of have this, this cohesiveness and this, uh, I don't know, mentality that's a little bit different than in years past, where it's just like they just don't fold as easily as they yeah. have in years past. Like there's just a little more of like a mental tenacity Yep, and uh, that, that resiliency kind of. Exactly. That's the word I was going to Yeah, you know, just not, if something goes wrong, hey, let's, you know, next They bounce play back, kind of yeah. yeah. Um, they you don't know. hang their heads, and uh, it's really impressive to see, and, uh, you know, all the kudos in the world to that coaching staff and everyone around it, and I know it seems like the entire school just seems to be enjoying it, you know. Yeah. I was over there when uh, Mark DeBrito was named the uh, Patriots Coach of the Year uh, following the previous week, and it just seemed like there's kind of like good vibes just going on yeah. in the hallways and throughout the school. Yeah, and uh, you know Dartmouth. Um, you know it's been a little bit of a tough season. Um, you know they. But they're you com- were right about Dylan Pacheco. I was. You know you've uh, been talking up Dylan Pacheco I a lot have, this year. I'd seen him a few times last year, and I was like, yeah, you know he's he's okay. But I saw him this year, and he definitely improved himself a lot over the off season. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, he worked with Andrew Medeiros, uh, the uh, strength and conditioning uh, coach over there, uh, or teacher, I believe, uh, second year there, and uh, just really kind of worked on hitting the hole quickly. Yeah. Being decisive, 
you know, you have one second to be past the tackles, you know, kind of situation. And uh, you could tell that payoff. He was decisive. He hit the hole fast. And uh, it seemed like every time on first down they gave him the ball, it was four or five yards. Uh, they just didn't seem to be able to make those second and third down yeah. uh, gains. And Bridgewater Random was just a better team this last week. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, BR, you know, is always, it seems like every year they're always good, you know. Yeah. And, and this year with Dartmouth being a little bit down, you know. Um, and the defense, you know, Dartmouth's defense, which has always kind of been that strong, strong point, um, is giving up about 27 points per game this season, um, which is, you know, not typical. Um, but, you know, when you look at who they're playing, I mean, they're not – they're not playing cupcake teams every nope, week. You know, they're, they're playing a tough schedule. Um, but uh, Nolan Ellis, um, he ended up scoring the team's uh, lone touchdown last week against Bridgewater a um, You know, but they lost four of their five games this year. Um, you know, I know the one game again that I uh, – actually, I've seen it two of their games, but one was against um, – uh, old Rochester in overtime, so they were right there in that game. I know their first two games of the year, they were you know were kind of blowouts. The BR game was a blowout a little bit. Mm-hmm. The OR game was real close. It went to overtime, and then they ended up beating Durfee. Um, but it just seems like it's one of those years where they hopefully hopefully they I know they have a lot of young guys. I remember talking to Rick White, and he said you know they had a, a lot of young guys you know on defense. Yeah, the non skill spots. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and maybe you know taking some of these you know kind of lumps this year will pay dividends next mm. year and the and the year after where you know this kid missed a play here, but he made a play there. Oh, that's a sophomore mistake. He's a sophomore. You know, like let's let's kind of learn from some of that stuff. But like I said. You know, don't be surprised if Dartmouth brings it uh, to New Bedford on, on, on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, this will be more I mean, competitive is, than the records look. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I still think New Bedford's going to win. You know, yeah, I'm going um, to pick New Bedford too. But yeah, but I think I think it's you know I don't think it's going to be like a 41 to six game. I I'd, think I'd be surprised be if we get to running time or something. Yeah. yeah so um, so that game is uh, Saturday 1 p.m. Dartmouth at New Bedford. I did want to know with Dartmouth. I was up at uh, Tabor Academy up at a football practice earlier this week for a story and. Uh, a lot of Dartmouth kids up at Tabor, so there's there's uh, definitely some uh, some what ifs to be asked there. With, uh, yeah, they were Javar they were Williams still... and Sam Hazard and Mike Cruto, who uh, who didn't play at Dartmouth High, he played at Bishop Connolly, but he's from Dartmouth. So yeah, yeah you got to you know this little bit of your brain that goes, oh, I wonder what they would look like with those three guys. So on to the last game of the week, and the yep. other undefeated team, Old Colony. Yep, five and O Krugers. Um, they are coming off a uh, huge, huge win over uh, Upper Cape. Uh, last week they won 40 to 8 and uh you know Blake Dennison this kid's come out of nowhere uh pretty much she scored five a, a, a school record tying school five record tying. touchdowns in one game last week's game um you know as the Krugers became the first team in school history to start a year of 5 and 0 oh. um you know it, it they're just I get they're just hitting it on all cylinders. Uh, the offense is averaging twenty nine point two points per game. Uh, they've topped forty uh, three different times this season, and they're holding the opposition to an average of six point eight points per game. So they're getting it done on offense, mm-hmm. defense, special teams, all over the place. Uh, Thomas Stanton has also been strong. He's uh, scored eight touchdowns this year, and Dennison um, has a total of seven on the year. Uh, so they've and got- they both have. 350 plus rushing yards it's kind of their two-headed rushing monster yeah i think dennison's up at 400 and something and they now like 450 or so them and wareham um both of those teams have not thrown a touchdown pass this year so but yeah, not a lot of passing going on no old colony but if it's hey. working it's working yeah why if it ain't broke don't fix it right um and they face an upper cape team uh that has won two straight um they had won two straight before last week's loss to blue hills if you, and if you remember that was the big game. Old Colony beat them earlier this year, and that was yep. kind of the big and I, test. I had picked Blue Hills. 
Yes. Um, you know, and uh, so Upper Cape is averaging uh, 17 um, points per game while giving up just about 18 and a half. Um, their losses, this, their other loss this year came to Southeastern. Uh, they've beaten Bourne, South Shore, and Carver. Um, so on paper, I mean, this looks like a team Oh, should, should be. be. Yeah, um, you know, and that game, it was originally supposed to be Friday night. This was supposed to be the first game with the new, new permanent lights. Permanent lights, um, but with Tripoli, you know, it's been moved to Saturday. It's going to be at 2 p.m. on Saturday at Old Colony, um, but it should be, you know, it should be, uh, you know, pretty much another game that Old Colony should win, right? I mean, yeah. Now, we uh, said this paper? last week. Remember last week we were like, all right, we got four, four, three, four, and O teams. Yeah. Are any of them going to lose this week? And we're like, nah, I don't think any of them are going to lose this week. Well, yeah, pun, and then and a panic. Uh, you know, we got some egg on our face with a pun Uh But I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and skin and say I think both of our undefeated teams will stay undefeated I agree. through week seven. New Bedford and Old Colony will I pick agree. up wins. One hundred percent. Yeah, and then uh, we'll see if uh, Pontiquet and Old Rogers can uh, can get to five wins. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll 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 be the ne- the next thing, and and with that, I mean, you know, SEC large being divided, SEC small being decided, so yeah, a lot of a, action going on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and uh, and the brackets for the for the tournament will be coming out not this sun, uh, Sunday, but the following Sunday, the twenty seventh, yeah, yeah, which got, is which is Brennan's birthday. It is shout out if you yeah. know uh, twenty five Elm Street, uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts zero two seven four five. If you seven four zero, I'm gonna yeah. give my home uh, zip code there if, if you want to send gifts. <laughs> you don't have to send Brendan gifts, but you can just... Uh, well, you kind of do. You can just click on his stories a lot of times. He likes that, too. That's true. I like numbers. <laughs> I, like, I do enjoy my web statistics. Um, so, as always, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can read Lori's football preview. Uh, it's in every uh, Friday morning's paper, online every Thursday uh, on South Coast Today and South Coast Varsity. Dot com. You can follow us. So Lori will be at the Eponiquit game on Friday. I'll be at the New Bedford game on Saturday. You can follow us at SC underscore Varsity on Twitter. We put some stuff up on Instagram, too, at SC Varsity. And we put all the uh, stories and all the links and everything on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. And uh, there's no, no poll going on right now during the week, right? No. Nope. This week. But we will have one again this weekend for the Football Player of the Week yeah. and the Athlete of the Week. And uh, as always, uh, we thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. And I hope to see you out there on Friday or Saturday. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.